Hello and welcome to the Manifest Playbook. My name is Kayla. I am your host of this podcast and as per usual, I'm so excited to be here. And if you're listening to this right now, thank you so much for being here with me. I'm so excited because today's topic is how to start a business. And normally I have notes that kind of outline what I want to talk through through the episode, but today I just want to take a walk down memory lane because this story and how I started my business did not start when Manifest Marketing became what it is in January of 2020. This story starts a long time ago, so I'm going to walk through my business story, how I got to where I'm at now, and then give you some tips that you can use if you are looking to start your own business. So with that... Let's take it back to my childhood, (laughs) which um, you might be like, what the hell does this have to do with starting a business? What does being a five-year-old have to do with starting a business? But that's where uh, my business life started. So when I was a kid, for some reason, I, I always knew, I always had this feeling like I wanted to own a business. I just remember being five years old and being like, I... I'm going to have a business one day. And as a five-year-old living in the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire, I decided that my business was going to be crafts. And I have a couple people in my family who are very like crafty and creative. And I kind of use that. I've always been more of a creative type of person. I love making things. And when I was a kid, that would be making cards like greeting cards or you know happy birthday thank you cards uh, making jewelry i made so many things bookmarks like i oh i had this collection of art supplies and my poor mother would always try to go through and be like we don't need all of these art supplies like get rid of some of them but i always just held on to things because i never knew when something was going to be needed And so I had bins and bins and just like boxes of art supplies. I had stamps and markers and crayons and paper and scissors that cut things into funny patterns and all of these fun things. And for me, that was what I loved when I was a kid. I loved creating things and then, of course, subjecting my family to the torture of having to come shop at my store, which was a corner of our house where I created my little crafts and my bookmarks and greeting cards, and I would make my brothers come to the store and buy things from me um, with like random spare change I found around the house. But it's funny because I went so far as to create a whole business name. I was very, I had it all figured out at, you know, five, six, whatever years old. Um, so I, my first, my very first business was Kayla's Crafts. Kayla, spelled with a Z at the end, Kayla's, I should say, spelled with a Z at the end, and Crafts spelled with a K and a Z. And to this day, I still have an email address that is Kayla's Crafts at whatever, but it's, it just, it's still funny to me how long it stuck. So that's where my entrepreneurship, if you will, started was as a little kid creating crafts in my house in the middle of nowhere, New Hampshire. And I didn't really know at that time, like 
obviously what the future was going to be like and that I was going to be a business person. But in my head as a child, I was like, I'm creative and I want to sell these things and this is what I like to do. So that kind of evolved as I got older. There was a long time when I was in school that I was like, put into that box of, okay, you need to go to school, you need to go to college, and you need to get a job after school. And for a little while there in the middle, I was kind of like, all right, so that whole business thing isn't as easy as it was when I was five, forcing my little brothers to buy my, you know, bracelets and necklaces with the spare change around the house. But there was for a while this thought and this idea that we kind of get forced on in school and no shame to you know education or anything. I think that that's one of the most important things ever is being well-educated, but the way that it was presented to me felt like you had this choice where there wasn't actually a choice. It was you go to school, you go to college, you get a job and you work for somebody else. And yes, I understood that there were entrepreneurs and people who you know, created their own businesses and worked for themselves. And I thought that was really cool, but I didn't understand how that worked. And I will say one of the best things I ever did for myself was in high school, take the class intro, intro to business. And that was really the foundation for me, understanding how to run a business, what business was like, because all of my other classes, you know, it was math, science, English, social studies, like your typical core classes where you learn things, but you don't learn how to apply it as much in real life. And I know people will say that all the time. It's like, what was, what did the algebra that I learned in ninth grade, how is that applying to my life now? And I'll be totally honest, it hasn't applied for me at all that I can really, really think about. But you know, you have to take those classes and you have to go through the motions and whatever. But the best thing that I ever did was take an intro to business class as an elective. And from there, that actually prompted me to make the choice to go to college and study business because in my mind as a senior in high school i was like i don't know what i want to do in life i have no clue i don't want to be a nurse i don't want to be a school teacher i don't want to fit myself into a such a narrow box that if i get a degree in this i can't get out or i'm stuck doing that for the rest of my life which I now know isn't the case. You can change your major. You can change at any time what your trajectory is. But as a senior in high school, I was like, I'm going to go to school for business. That way I get a foundation of how business works and I can choose what area I want to go into from there. Let me repeat. That was the best decision I ever made for myself. And for anybody listening who is younger or still in school, or even if you're, you know, in college or just recently graduated and you're like, I don't know what the hell I want to do with my life. My biggest recommendation would be take some business classes, or if you're fresh out of school, do some courses online. There are tons of free resources online where you can learn about business and it'll just help give you a better foundation for the way that the world works because you know we are surrounded by businesses all the time and that's like you're always interacting with somebody or something or a company so if you have an understanding of how it works it will help you a lot moving forward and that's just my opinion that's not you know take that with whatever you will um but in my opinion i think that it's so beneficial to take a business course if you are able to 
And if not, just do some reading and find some resources or people or books that you can learn a little bit. That way you have a broader understanding, but I digress. Now I'm just getting distracted. So from that childhood business, from my craft business as a kid into high school when I thought I have to fit in the box and then to college when I was like, well, I'm studying this business thing and it's, it is possible to do something that is outside of what you are always told to do. In college, I went through, went through some stuff as we all do. And I, at some point I will tell more of my story when I'm a little more comfortable sharing some of those things. But when I was in college, Basically, I had struggled on and off with disordered eating habits, and it got to the point where it was affecting if I was going to be able to continue to go to school or not. And I made the decision that I wanted to keep going to school. I loved school. I loved my friends. I loved what I was studying, which was marketing. And I made the change for myself that I was going to break out of those disordered eating habits and start focusing on health and fitness. So when I decided that I wanted to get healthy and get into fitness, I really went all in on this. It wasn't just an, I'm going to start going to the gym every day and eating healthy. It was like, this is my life now. This is everything. And I worked as a, I don't even know what they call them, campus rep or something for a supplement company. I think it was literally, oh, it was Campus Protein. I think they're still around. Um, But I signed up to be a campus rep and that became like, I, I was just obsessed. I loved learning about supplements, learning about fitness, learning about nutrition, and that became my whole world. And I was still studying business at the time. I didn't have that desire to switch to like a nutrition major or some kind of health major. I knew that business was where I wanted to go, but I had this fitness thing that could also be turned into business. So everything really went hand in hand and I loved it. So I was learning about these supplements, going to the gym every day, trying to eat healthier. And I decided that I wanted to become a personal trainer because naturally that's what you do when your entire world revolves around working out and eating healthy. So I forget, I don't even know, I'm really bad with timelines, the year or whatever the time was. I think it was the summer of going into my sophomore year of college. So I don't know what year that was, no clue. but. I decided to sign up for the personal training course through the ISSA and studied all summer, learned all of the things that I could and got certified as a personal trainer. And what I loved about that course, and I will like give props to the ISSA for what they do, is they'll give you the whole rundown on like all of the information you need about being a personal trainer, about working with clients. But then they also on the other end, at the end of the course, they give you these resources, I guess you could say, and tools to create a business out of it. They'll give you the whole business side and they were, it was fantastic. They give you um, like the starting off questionnaires for clients and it teaches you how to make it into a business. So not only did I learn how to become a personal trainer, but also how to make it into a business. So my second business was born, which was White Mountain Fitness. And again, it just was something that I loved so much. I would, oh my God, it's so cringy to say this, but I 
would make YouTube videos. I was trying to, you know, push these supplements, be a YouTuber, be a personal trainer. Like it was, that was my life. And it was so fun. And to this day, that's why I love being online. Like that has developed from there. That was like the start of when I knew I wanted to be like on social media or online, have an online, I don't want to say presence because that sounds weird, but I knew I wanted to be in the online space because I was just, I loved documenting and sharing the things that I was learning in my journey. And so thus White Mountain Fitness was born. And that was huge for me. Honestly, I, I just remember creating my website. I still have actually to this day, um, on my Wix account, which I use for my marketing business. I still have my White Mountain Fitness website and it just, it brings me so much joy to look at the work that I did as a college student creating my entire website. I still have business cards somewhere, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't even know, but like that's how all in I was on it. And yeah, I was a broke college kid, so was everything perfect? No. Did I really have all that much money to invest in it? No, but I loved it and it was fun and it made me so happy. White Mountain Fitness, I had my website, I had my links to my campus protein, I was trying to get clients and something that I learned along the way um, or the reason that it kind of fizzled out after a couple years was that I realized that college students don't have the money to invest in personal training and if they do have the money they're not going to spend it on personal training they're going to spend it on beer and that's no shame I was the same way I would you know work I think I worked during the summer and sometimes on weekends and that money would go right back to booze and going out on weekends and partying and that's totally fine but it was a huge lesson for me because I learned that you know I had this passion and this desire but I wasn't in the right place at the right time for it if I was somewhere else maybe it would have been more successful and I did have a couple of people I trained as clients I had made some online ebook I had made like a plant-based ebook or something like that I don't remember but it all kind of tied into itself into each other my fitness my supplements my lifestyle eating habits so like I said that fizzled out before the end of my senior year I think I was I don't even remember if I did it my senior year. I kind of just left everything up and I would post on, I had an Instagram page, Casey Martin Fitness. She still exists somewhere inside of me, but she is not active on Instagram anymore. And so I would just post on Instagram and I kind of backed away from pushing the personal training because I realized that it wasn't in the right place at the right time for that, that, you know, like I said, the people that I was around, the people I was targeting didn't have the resources to pay for personal training but in that process I was able to find so many people and grow a huge community of people at school and online that I could kind of watch follow and learn from which again was huge for me and has definitely helped set me up for where I'm at now so again that kind of fizzled out before I graduated from college and you know, rest in peace, White Mountain Fitness. You were great. Love you. We'll look at the website sometimes and just reminisce because it's crazy how far I've come from there to now with my marketing business. 
So after I graduated college, I started working and that kind of died out a little. I would still post on the fitness page, but I was not at all um, pushing the personal training. And I actually think the reason was because my personal training like certificate expired. I think it was like a year or two years that you were certified and then you'd have to make the choice to get recertified, which I realized I did not want to get recertified because that wasn't something I was going to continue to pursue, but I would still work out. I'd still post online and, you know, had that community, which was really fantastic. And I was able to see people who were doing it as their business. And there's a handful of people that I still to this day follow who are personal trainers, coaches, and I've just watched them grow over the past like seven or eight years from when I was in school to now. From when I started in school, I should say. Like I started school in 2015. That's when my whole thing started and it's now what, 2022. So yeah, so I've for a few, quite, for a number of years, I have been following these people and it's just really fun to see where they're at now and where I'm at. So after I graduated, I worked for a healthcare recruiting company and I just was, there was a lot going on. I wasn't pushing, you know, a business or anything that wasn't really the forefront of my mind. And then COVID happened and I moved back to New Hampshire. Um, A whole bunch of things happened. I don't even know. Like everything seems like a blur still the past two years because of COVID. So came back, switched jobs a bunch of times, moved, came back, moved, came back, like all the things. And then that kind of leads us to, (laughs) in a nutshell, that leads us to January of 2022. So six months ago, my marketing business didn't start in January of 2022. It actually subconsciously, I guess you could say, started in June of 2021 when I was hired as a marketing specialist for a marina near where I lived. And I got hired for this job purely because I had a marketing degree and it was a great opportunity. I got to learn so much about an industry that I had no prior knowledge about, but I knew how marketing worked and I've been following business owners and people who work in marketing, who, you know, do social media management, social media marketing, um, digital marketing. I just, I was still consuming all of that information. So I had a good idea of what it took to do marketing. And I, and I, obviously that was my degree. Like it wasn't like I had graduated, you know, forever ago, but, um, (laughs) So I, it was working as a marketing specialist and I realized I was like, there's a need for this. And I was looking at all of the different businesses in the area where I lived and I was like, this business could be thriving so much better or have a way better online presence if they just change their marketing or put some effort into their marketing. And where I live, there's a lot of smaller businesses. A lot of people you know, are independent, work for themselves. And I just saw that there was this need that these businesses were fantastic. What they were doing, what they were selling was incredible, but they didn't know how to share it online. This is something I'm still to this day working on because this is only, what, a year ago? It's actually a little bit less than a year ago because it is June 14th today, and I think I started that marketing job in, uh, actually right around this time, I think June 18th, I wanna say, of 2021. So I'm still very fresh into this, but 
basically I saw that there was all these businesses that were doing great things, but didn't know how to share it online or have that strong online presence that I'm sure everybody now, you know, if you're going to go somewhere, if you're going to go to a restaurant, if you're going to go on a trip or books, uh, you know, something somewhere, whatever you're going to do, you're going to Google it first, right? You're going to get on Yelp. You're going to get on TripAdvisor and you're going to learn about what it is that you're about to get yourself into and see if it's worthwhile. Like if you're, I mean, I know for myself, if I'm going to go to a restaurant, I'm going to look at it, their website. I'm going to look at their Facebook, their Yelp, TripAdvisor, just to see kind of what their vibe is, what they're offering, what the reviews are. And so I realized in this, while I was working this marketing job, that there was so much more opportunity out there for people who had businesses, but didn't know quite how to market them. And that's how Manifest Marketing was born. <laughs> I took the leap in January of 2022. And a couple months prior to that, I had gotten on a freelancing website called Fiverr and I offered marketing assistance on there. And what I realized on Fiverr, which I still have open, but I don't use it as much. I don't love it. I realized that I could do this as a business. That was kind of where it started. I started offering services online because I knew that what I was doing for work could make me more money on the side if I kept doing it, but for other people in different ways. And that I would also be able to learn and grow and expand on my skills if I did that. So I opened up a Fiverr account, I started freelancing and then realized, why don't I just make this my business? That brings us to January, 2022, six months ago, which is crazy to think. I decided that I was going to take my freelance work and make it into a full-blown business. The past six months have been an incredible journey. I have learned more than I ever thought I could. The growth too, and this might sound really strange if you don't do like the graphic side of things, if you have more the analytical brain as opposed to the creative brain, which we all have both. But what really shows me the growth that I've had in the past six months is looking at all of the logos and designs that I created from the start of opening my business to now and where we're at. I mean, my first website, I, I wanted to call my business Casey Martin Media, which I quickly decided that wasn't, that wasn't fitting. That wasn't it. And, um, so I have again on my Wix account, a template of a website that was Casey Martin media. And then I was like, you know what? This isn't quite it. A little side note. I won't get too deep into this cause this will be a whole nother podcast in itself, but I've been very into spirituality for the past two or three years, I would say two years. So I had this, like the spiritual side of me, the, you know, loving law of attraction, manifestation, all of those things. I had that in my head. And then I was like, but I want to have a marketing business. And so, you know, we take manifest and we take marketing and we make it into an LLC. And that's how, that's how that the name was created was through my spiritual side and my marketing side coming together. So that's how the name Manifest Marketing was brought to life. And then I created my website from there and it has just grown and watching the progress for myself from my very first logo, this little green square with a chat bubble and you know manifest marketing wrapped around it in text. It looked like it was created on Microsoft Word 
2003. Like it was, it's, I still have it and I love it. So that's my whole backstory on how my business brain has developed from childhood to now and how my business that I have currently was created. And I just, before I get into the tips of how to start your own business, I just wanna say that trial and error and failure are very common in the business world. And in fact, it is more more often that you will have failure before you have success and you will have failure over and over and over and over again before you find that success. But my, my tip and my suggestion to you would be to take those failures and take that trial and those trial and error periods and use them as lessons. Don't look at a failure as a negative thing. Look at failure as an opportunity to learn and grow and take the next step. Because if you didn't fail, you wouldn't have learned how to adjust and then pivot accordingly so that you can find the success that you have now or will have in the future. So I just wanted to throw that in there that my story isn't, you know, just up and up and up. Like if you're looking at a graph, it's not just a straight line from zero to a hundred. Like, you know, it, it takes steps and it takes ups and downs and deciding that a business isn't for you and letting it fizzle out and then trying really, really hard on something and being so dedicated to something and having it fail. These are all things that will happen. And if you can look at it from a point of view of this is teaching me a lesson as opposed to this is a failure. I suck. I'm never doing this again. You're going to grow. Because a majority of people who fail are the ones who experience those downfalls and they're like, you know what, screw this, I'm done. I'm just gonna go back to my corporate job because it was easy, it was safe, and I didn't have to try as hard. And I didn't have to experience this sadness when, when you fail or the you know anger or whatever it may be. But overall, if you fail, it's just being able to learn and grow. So. With that, I will tell you all the details of how I started Manifest Marketing and what you can do to make your own business or start your own business. So the first thing that I did after choosing the name um, was I created an LLC. And the way that you can do this, it is very simple. And I'm just gonna say, again, another side note before I get into this, Google will be your best friend or people who you know who own businesses will be great resources for you. In my personal experience, I do have a ton of people who I know who own businesses, but Google is a free resource, people. Get on there and look it up. This is literally how I started my business. I Googled, what is an LLC? Limited liability company, great. Why do I need this if I wanna start a business? Well, it makes you legit with the state. I Googled, how do you create an LLC? And I learned through this beautiful thing called Google, what an LLC is, how to create one, and I'll share that with you now. So an LLC is a limited liability company. And the reason that if you have a business, you're gonna wanna create an LLC is basically because it makes you legit with the state. So I live in New Hampshire, I got into the New Hampshire government website and it asks, it's a, a pretty, it's not a long form actually, it's a, it's a pretty short form. And it asks you a bunch of questions about your business, what kind of business you are, what you're gonna be, what you're gonna do for, your services or what you're going to sell, um, if you have any employees, just very simple questions. And when you're done with that, you pay the state, I think it was like 120 bucks or something, 130 bucks. And you get a certificate in your email saying, congratulations, your business is now legitimate in the state of 
blank. So that was the first thing I did. I Googled what an LLC is and why I needed one. Then I got on the state website and filed my business name as an LLC. Great, done. After I had that and also you'll have to get an EIN or like a tax ID number for your business because that's another fun thing about having your own business is that you have to do different taxes than if you're just a regular W-2 employee or a 1099 or whatever it is, like it's a little bit different. So you'll have to first get your business registered as an LLC and then second, get your tax ID number because you're gonna need that when you're opening bank accounts. Before I opened my bank accounts though, I created my website, created my social media pages and that wasn't for any particular reason. You can, you obviously you should do your bank accounts first, but this is just how the timeline worked out for me. Opened my LLC, got my tax ID numbers, created my websites, Facebook pages, social media pages, and then I went to the bank, opened a business bank account. And when you do that, what you're gonna wanna do, put you know however much money you want into that account to start. And then as you make money from your business or as you spend money for your business, keep a really good track of what it is that you're spending, what it's on, if it's a recurring expense, if it's a one-time expense, keep spreadsheets, receipts. You need all of this information because when tax season comes and you have to file everything, which I'm not gonna lie, I'm dreading. Like my business is only six months old. I haven't had to file like the taxes yet. Like next year when tax season comes, I feel like I'm. this will be a very different conversation. But for right now, I am trying my absolute best to keep all the receipts that I can so that I know what I'm spending on my business, what kind of money my business is making. And then if you're able to, this was a recommendation that I received, was to open a second account. So open a checking account for your business. That way you have like a debit card or a credit card if you want to, if you have more large expenses. I would probably do both. I'm not really sure. Don't quote me on this because I only have a debit card for mine because I, I have very minimal expenses since it's all online. If you open your debit card and then if you need to open a credit card, do that, but also open a separate savings account in your business's name where you put a third of the money that you make because that's going to be your taxes. So if you do a project for a client and they give you a check for $1,500, put 500 of that into that savings account. Don't touch that savings account. And again, this is something that I'm still learning and trying to figure out because uh, my business is six months old and I just finished it like after tax, like I hadn't made any money before tax season started or actually, no, that, that doesn't make sense. My business was started in January. So it was after the close of the prior year. So whatever, put that money aside into a savings account. Don't touch it because that's what you're gonna have to pay for your business taxes come tax season. Let's backtrack. Figure out what an LLC is, create the LLC, get your tax ID number, open the bank accounts, create the social media, website, whatever you need to do for your business, and then start promoting the shit out of it. If you have a good support system around you, foundation of friends and family, Ask them if they'll share your page, give them business cards of yours and ask them to put them literally everywhere. Start networking with people. I know that's kind of a, a cringy word to some people networking, but start connecting with people who are in either your same industry or in your area. That way you can start to learn from people who are doing the same thing that you've been doing. Like for me on my business page, I follow a ton 
of other freelance marketers, marketing agencies, people who do social media management. I follow all of those accounts because I love being able to interact with them, learn from them, reshare their information because then maybe, you know, down the road you'll either have a partnership or they'll share something of yours, just creating that community pretty much. And then on my business page, I also follow a ton of small businesses in the area. And that's where I've gotten a lot of my like contacts, referrals is from following a ton of small businesses and just, you know, commenting on their posts like I'm a marketing agency, so I follow a ton of real estate companies in the area and I know that, you know, realtors need to do marketing and they're probably going to want to focus more on closing their deals than putting up a Facebook post. So if I comment, you know, love this or gorgeous house or, you know, any of those things, if you're just interacting with people online, they'll kind of get your name in their head or they'll see your business pop up. And then that kind of creates that brand recognition, which is a whole nother topic we can talk about. But just really start putting yourself out there because your business is your baby. You want everybody to know about and connect with you and you want to be as successful as possible. So even if you are a little bit more introverted or you know you don't want to sound pushy, I never want to come across as that salesy, pushy, in your face kind of person. So that's why in my approach and... There's no shame in doing that, by the way. If you are pushy salesy, you know what your objective is and you're going to go for it. That's totally fine. In my business, I like to create more of that relationship before I jump into somebody's inbox and say, hey girl, because we hate those messages that you get from that person you went to high school with who's in an MLM and wants to sell you fucking Monet hair products or whatever the hell it is. But we hate we hate getting that random message that, hey girl, that from somebody that you haven't spoken to in 10 years. So for me, my objective and the way that I approach things is that I'll follow somebody, I'll like some of their posts, not in that creepy guy who's trying to get your attention way of like spam liking all of your posts and then DMing you like, hey gorgeous, but <laughs> just following them, liking a couple of their recent posts, giving them a comment, you know, looking at their story, sending them a message, oh, I love this, or that's such a great idea, or what a cute picture, something that isn't like in your face but just kind of gives them an idea like, hey, this person's interested in my whatever. So that I guess is another tip of mine is that once you have created your business and once you kind of have that established like website and social media, start to use those to connect with other people and build a community of people around you, of people that you think you would want to work with because by putting yourself in that space, those people are going to see you more. And then in the long run, you'll start to get referrals or they'll reach out to you, all of those good things. I guess the last thing that I'll leave you with, because like I said, my business is still a baby. I've only had, Manifest Marketing has only been around for six months, not even six full months yet. So this is just literally when I, when I say this podcast is about how to start a business. That's what I mean is literally starting out, getting your LLC, making your you know websites and you're opening your bank accounts and all of those very introductory steps because I decided, you know, I'm going to make a podcast that goes with my business. Great. So that was another thing that I personally did. But for a lot of people, it's like, you can't, they don't even know where to start. So that's why I wanted to create this just to say, here's a foundation of a few steps that you can take to start your business. And I have a couple more tips before we wrap this up, just 
things that come to mind as I'm finishing telling the story of literally how I started my business. But the first suggestion that I have before you even decide what your business name is, is take a look at what it is that you want to do. And I'm just using this as an example. This isn't specific to real life, but just for an example, if you want to open a nail salon. Take a look at the area that you want to start your business in. Look at how many other nail salons are already open in that area or how many other salons, whether it be a hair salon that offers nails or a an esthetician that has a nail person on site. Take a look at all of the people in that area that already do what it is that you want to do because what I see a lot in the area that I live is people have this fantastic idea to start a business, which I fully support, but they don't do enough research going into it about first, the area, second, the needs of the area, and third, how many other businesses of the same nature are already in that space? So going back to your nail salon, if you want to open a nail salon, look at the town that you're in. How many other nail salons are there? How many other businesses also offer nail you know, techs or have nail techs on site? And is it gonna make sense for you to open your business in that area? Or could it make more sense if you partner with somebody who is already established? Like for example, if you wanna do nails independently and there's a hair salon that is open to offering nail services as well or has the space, maybe instead of opening your own space and getting your own you know, lease on a, an office space, Ask some of those businesses if they would be willing to partner with you, if they would be willing to split the rent and you operate as your own business within the walls of what they have already established. Look at your options, because like I said, I see a lot in the area that I live because it's a very small area that people have these fantastic ideas, but they don't do enough research. So they open this business and then it fails because they fail to look at what the demand and the need really is for the service that they want to provide. So that's tip number one, do your research before you even decide on the name of your business, look at the service that you want to provide and see if it's going to make sense for the area that you're looking at. My second tip, and this is more of like a pep talk, I would say, is that it's going to be scary as fuck. It is going to be terrifying to get your business together or say, I'm going to start a business because I can guarantee that you will face some kind of backlash, criticism, people who say that they're, oh, I'm just, just trying to give you a taste of what the real world is like, and they're not gonna support you, and it's gonna be scary, and you're gonna feel very alone, and you're gonna be sitting on your laptop at 10 o'clock at night just trying to do your research or get your things together or make your website, and you're gonna feel so alone. Do not let that fear or criticism or the things that other people are saying do not let that bring you down because what you're doing is really fucking hard to do. There were nights that I was sitting on my couch after coming home from my eight to five job, sitting on my couch from five o'clock at night to 10 o'clock at night, working on my business. I would work my nine to five and then come home and work on my business for another five or six hours. Does it feel isolating as hell? Yeah. But is it fucking worth it when you're seeing your business come to life and your dreams literally watching your dreams come true. Yes, it is so worth it. But I'm going to warn you that there will be people that will try to tear you down or try to discredit what you're doing 
or even if if you follow any businesses on TikTok, there's there was that trend that was like, you know, oh, my little business? How's your little business doing? I got a big business. I got a company. I got a corporation. I, something like that. People are going to try to tear you down because they don't understand what you're doing. And my suggestion, my tip, my little pep talk here for you is to say fuck it to what those people have to say. Unless they are providing constructive comments or constructive criticism that is actually going to help you build what you're working on, do not let what they say affect what you're doing. And I'm going to leave you with this because I've talked so much about my story and I've given you a few tips that you can take and implement. But all I want to say is that you're li- if you're listening to this right now and you have the desire and the drive to start a business or create something for yourself, congratulations. I applaud you because that shit's not easy. And the fact that you are so willing to put yourself out there, that you have this idea, this just little thought in your brain that you're going to create into something big, that's really hard. If you're sitting there right now listening to this saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start my business. Go for it. And when you do, send me a message, follow my business. I'm going to follow yours back and I'm going to support the hell out of you because this shit's not easy. And I'm still learning every single day. It's only been six months for me with Manifest Marketing. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know what it's going to be like tomorrow. I don't know what it's going to be like in six months from now. I don't know what it's going to be like a year from now, but I'm really, really excited to find out. And if you're sitting there with this little nudge, this little thought in the back of your brain saying, you should do this. This is what I want to do. All I can say is go for it. You have one life here. You have one opportunity to do the things that you want. Don't let what anybody else says or any fear or insecurity or doubt take you down. Because I can promise you it's scary, but it's so worth it. When you are able to do what it is that you want and not think about the fear, the criticism, the judgment, when you just go all in, it changes your life. With that, I hope that this was helpful in some way. I hope that my story and these tips and that little pep talk gave you some ideas on what you can do now and in the future to either start your business, grow the business that you already have. And all I have to say is... I fully support you and I'm always here for you. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Manifest Playbook. It has been a pleasure sitting here and chatting with everybody. And if you enjoyed this episode, let me know. Give me some feedback. You can find me in my business and the podcast on Instagram. Um, my personal page is at Kayla C. Martin. Kayla spelled with an I. My business is Manifest Marketing LLC at Manifest Marketing LLC on Instagram. And then you can also follow the podcast at the Manifest Playbook. I also just recently revamped my website and added the podcast links to there and updated some of my some some of the things on the site so if you want to check out the business if you want to check out my website it is www.manifestmarketingllc.net yeah check it out let me know what you think and if you have questions on starting a business anything that I did not cover please feel free to reach out to me I am happy to help in any way that I can and like I said 
I'm here to support you. So you can always lean on me. I got your back. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. I can't wait to see you in the next one. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.